This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So, this egghead doctor looks at his charts and he looks at me and goes, You should really be drinking more water. And I go, I'd rather be drinking your daughter. And I kissed his daughter. Deep kiss. And he had to give it up. Here comes Hayes and Sean. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guides and Kicking Button, Dropping Names of the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Another great week in Hollywood. Sean and I did a lot of movies and we did TV. Starting to feel like a broken record with how many great weeks in Hollywood we're having. Good movies, good TV that we are doing. And everyone loved it, except every once in a while you'll come across someone who does not like your work. Well, this show is primarily meant to educate, and unfortunately, not everyone learns the same way. Some people are visual learners, or some people are more auditory, and so uh, sometimes when someone's so stupid or so thick-headed that they can't fucking get it from the simple way we explain shit, we have to dive back in and just address them directly and just really try to get some of these stupid morons on the right page. And so the way that a lot of our listeners communicate with us is through positive iTunes reviews. And occasionally we get some that are not as positive and we'd like to sort of go through them now and talk to them specifically and sort of drive home exactly why what they think is not right. Yes, and this is a segment we like to do called Eh, Wrong. Uh, so let's get right into it. Um, the first one is from user iTunes user Mr. Brandon Ray. Uh, the subject of his, of his one-star review is boring, and the text is and rude. So... The, 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 so the whole message of this review is boring and rude in reference to our show. Eh, wrong. And that's actually not right because our show is actually not really boring at all. We do a lot of exciting things on it. And the guests we get are very famous and impressive in their own right. And interesting people do t- saying good stuff. And to the, to the point of us being rude... That's actually not right either. We're actually very polite, and we wouldn't have gotten to the place we are in our careers by being rude, because that's not how you accomplish anything. Rude people don't get to keep working. They end up like Mickey Rourke. And they, we actually make no room for rudeness in our own lives. We keep rudeness at arm's length. As and I like Mickey Rourke. So, Mr. Brandon Ray, in this case thought something that was wrong and he put it on iTunes and embarrassed himself. If you want to stop feeling embarrassed, anyone that we talk to, take the review off iTunes. I'll look the other way. I won't hold a grudge. But it's embarrassing for you to have that up there because it's eh, wrong. Here's user the Timothy Michael 
with a one-star review with the subject line, Missing the Mark. The Timothy Michael says, I'm a big fan of a lot of Earwolf podcasts, but these guys just can't seem to get it right. The constant paradoxical banter gets boring fast and isn't even funny. Listening to a couple of dudes make jokes by mispronouncing names, titles, and making up stories about the entertainment industry is dumb. Changing the title from their failed reality show podcast doesn't make up for the fact that they lack comedic talent. And that's wrong. Yes, that's actually clearly wrong. Uh, we actually do. He says that we can't seem to get it right, but the truth is we actually do get it right on a very consistent basis. We're getting it right, and and the funny thing is he's getting it wrong. And I would say that the paradoxical banter really plays into the postmodern mm. feel. And he thinks we're making up stories about show business, but really, we're telling stories about show business. Yeah, so what he thinks we're, that we're doing, the fact that he thinks it is dumb, it's not even the thing that he thinks it is. Yes. So, I wonder what is actually dumb. Is it the guy who who thinks the podcast is what is something else? Or is it the guy who knows what the podcast is, what is something that it really is, and that's not dumb, so then whoever thinks that's wrong is the one who's wrong? Oh, I wonder which one is dumb about that. Between that two. And we didn't change the title from our failed reality show podcast. We actually did a whole different podcast, and so... That's not the same thing. And it didn't really fail. It just wasn't very popular. Let's read the review from user bphillips35. His one-star review, the subject is, Not entertaining, unoriginal, and just bad. bphillips35 says, I have tried many times to give this podcast a chance because the get great guests, but I don't find Hayes or Sean funny or intelligent. They seem to be doing some kind of bit and are just really bad at it. So, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> that, that, that really is so wrong because the thing that is right about it is that we do get great guests, but to think that our guests are great but we're not great is actually wrong. That's wrong. And I think what might be happening for B. Phillips is he doesn't fucking get it. Yes, I think that in this case, he thought something wrong because he said that we aren't funny or intelligent, and what's confusing about that is that we are very funny and very intelligent, and so is the podcast. And we're smart and funny, and we're being smart, funny, and intelligent on the podcast, and with each other, and with great guests, and that's what we get. Here's user KBC147. His one-star review is, Surprise, this is an Earwolf podcast. KBC147 says, Incredibly hacky and mind-numbingly boring. They made episodes with some of my favorite podcast guests unlistenable. Eh, wrong. No, we're not. No, we're not fucking... No, we're not hacky. This isn't boring. You... Okay, you... If you don't like uh, those guests on here, you don't like those guests. Yeah, because we bring out the best in our guests, which sometimes aren't even that good. So when you think that they're your favorites, it's because of us and because of how much you like us. And it's actually very listenable and it's people's favorite thing to listen to. And let's be honest, the guests aren't even always that good. We're so good. That's what's good. Here's Apartment 342 with a one-star review. 
So many. Here's apartment 342 with a one-star review. Subject, Hollywood Handbook. Yeah, we know. It's on the Hollywood Handbook page. Apartment 342 says, First-time listener and the first episode I listened to was a clip from the Jake Johnson episode. Probably not the best first episode for new listeners to hear. I'm sure you will have lots of listeners who will find this podcast great, but I will not be listening to the rest. Unsubscribe. Eh, wrong. That was the first episode. Yeah, you said that probably was not the best first episode for new listeners to hear, but it actually was because it's the first episode that we did. Yeah. And... It's good thing you're sure that we will have lots of listeners who will find this podcast great because I'm sure about that too. I'm sure too. They love it. And you unsubscribed, but that's not even how you do that. You wrote unsubscribe in your message, but you actually have to click the button. You have to actually physically do it. iTunes doesn't read your review and then unsubscribe you from the review you wrote unsubscribe in. And so why are we supposed to listen to a guy who doesn't even know how to use the keyboard? Right? Or if his computer is even there. Here's a co- Here's a review from... I listen faster. Uh, this is a two-star review with the subject, not for my time. This I listen faster says, the pace of this podcast is too slow for me. Conversation doesn't lead anywhere. Guests' airtime is extremely short and without substance. Disappointed. Meh. Not returning. What is this guy's thing with slow and fast? <laughs> eh, wrong. This podcast is great. <laughs> People love this. Look, your slow and fast thing is weird. I listen faster. This podcast too slow. Just figure it out. What are these fast podcasts out there that you really like? Yeah. And how are you listening to them faster than me? I don't think so. I think you're an insane person. And so when you said you were disappointed, that was actually wrong, and you liked it. And everyone else did, too. Some of these people are stupid, but this guy's insane. So that was Ant wrong. We also wanted to take a little time to talk about sort of a sea change that's going on in Hollywood and the and the entire industry that not a lot of people are willing to speak on, but Sean and I wanted to win from a personal perspective. Historically, in this business, in show business... And in all business. The people running the operation are the cool kids. The jocks, the bullies, the greasers. Yes. Uh, Those have been the traditional people who are in charge of what the future of Hollywood is and media and things like that. But that's finally starting to change. Because of computers and because of wireless, it seems like nerds are really starting to run the show. And you would almost go so far as to say that nerds rule. Nerds rule. And I even have thought of saying at one point that this era is the revenge of the Mm -hmm. nerds. And they're taking revenge on some of the other types of people that you mentioned. And so what you might be saying, you hear us saying nerds rule. You hear us saying that right now is revenge of the nerds. But you think to yourself, well, Sean and Hayes, who are you to say anything about this? You're not nerds. Sean's a, Sean's a jock and Hayes, you're a greaser. Confession time. Confession time. 
We're actually huge nerds. I actually am a huge nerd, and Hayes is one too. And it's not something that we've been willing to be so public about, but we are such big nerds. Sean and I love sci-fi. We love computer games. We are good at sports, but like we not we're not like superior about it. No, and we just understand the statistics of it too. Mm, is one that's thing. part of what we love so much about it. Yes, and whether it's an underground show that almost no one knows about, like Game of Thrones, mm, love or a, Game of Thrones, or a Walking Dead. Yes, and I'm curled up just watching it going oh they made this just for me Mm. and only me and maybe Hayes watch it and a couple of our other nerd friends and and some of my favorite movies are nerd movies I love Star Wars 1 I love Star Wars 2 and I love Star Wars 3 then I've seen them all and how about the Avengers God, does it get nerdier than this a comic book and a movie made into one thing yes And that is some of the stuff that we're watching that we don't actually tell people that we're watching because it's been scary to be a nerd before. It's sometimes scary to be bullied in Hollywood and to say that you like fantasy books and you use computers really well and you surf the internet. Just liking gadgets is enough to get you shoved in a locker and a wedgie put over your head and put in the toilet bowl. But those days are over and now nerds are in charge and we are actually huge nerds too. And it, and it's time for us to confess and, and we don't want to tell tales out of school but we have friends who are nerds. Yes, we have a lot of friends who are nerds. Uh, Olivia Munn. Big, huge nerd. Giant Big honking nerd. nerd. She loves playing computer games with us. She's obsessed with space stuff. And I know computer games aren't cool, but that's what we're saying. It's not about being cool. Now, I play my computer games on my Xbox. Uh, you know, that's me. I'm just a real nerd. Who else do we know who's a big nerd? Oh, well... He's going to be pissed. Yeah. Chris Hardwick is actually nerdy. He's actually a really big nerd. You would think that he wasn't a nerd because he hosted Singled Out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he was in like kind of a musical comedy duo. But, but the truth is, he's one of the biggest nerds out there. And sometimes he's even a little bit too nerdy for us. He did get too nerdy for Hayes once. And I said, and I was mad at Hayes for a week. And then he got too nerdy for me right after that. And I understood. He was nerding out, what we call it, about... We invented that. The Harry Potter books. Term. And I love Harry Potter stuff. I love it. But he was talking about... Different things in the books that I haven't read and stuff that didn't actually get over into the movies. And it was like, you might be getting a little too nerdy for me. I hate being a muggle. Yes, Sean and I wish that we wouldn't be muggles anymore and that we would be Harry Potters. If only we were Harry Potters. And if only we had some of those powers or that big bird. You know, and that's so fun about being a nerd is it's actually cool to have your imagination and to think about having that big bird Mm -hmm. or to be, you know, talking to all those other guys. So take a hike, bullies. This this 
business is no place for you anymore and the town isn't big enough for the nerds and all the bullies and now it's the nerds' town. It's just going to be just all of us all of us, the nerds, and me and Hayes, Olivia Munn, JJ Abraham, and all our, and Chris, and all our big, big tittied cosplay girls, and that's what's truly nerdy. Yes, I love shoving my face in between two huge nerd titties. Yes. And they don't get any nerdier than the ones that are really big. Really big and fake, and you have to have an anime wig on. Yes. I love anime. Uh, we have a really great guest coming in today. A really great guest. Uh, uh, a fresh face. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Lamorne Morris. He's a TV star on The New Girl. And he also has never been on any other Earwolf podcast. So we it's, always it's like to... tradition. We like to take a second. like to take the time to tell all the other podcasts to get way down there and to really suck on these. And so let's look at um, who's first in line to suck on these. It looks like uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Ah, Comedy Bang Bang. More like Comedy Boo Hoo you're sad you don't have this good guest and you have to cry about it. And, uh, and you should. What about uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show? I guess this week it's Kevin Pollock's bad show uh, because he got some old tired guest who everyone's sick of. And we got Lamore Morris, who's never been on a Earwolf podcast before. So Kevin Pollock, I guess you can suck on these. Uh, and um, Next yeah, is we, Nerd Poker. Yes, Nerd Poker. Um how about nerd? Go fuck yourself. You're, you're a fucking good guest. We have a good guest. We've got Lamorne Morris. What are you fucking doing? Poker, poking around, p- poking your own asshole with your fucking bullshit. So that's that one's next. So now that everybody sucked on these, we'll go to <laughs> we'll go to a the quick commercial break, and we'll come back with Lamorne Morris. From the new girl on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. So I pin him up against the wall. I go, I I got climate change right here, Mm. and I push my curling iron. Oh wow! What did he say? He actually said that that wasn't climate change. You've been pinning a lot of people up against the wall lately. I like it. Hey! Hey! What up, what up? Welcome back to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Really exciting guest today. Lamorne Morris from the News Girl is here. A new girl. New girl. I know all about it, and I yeah. love the show, oh. and I love you on it. Thank you, man. Thank you. There's actually a story from how you guys, you, uh, you and Sean met like how you know each other that i guess sort of gets into what we want to want to talk about today yeah i mean well uh lamorne and i have a you know we have a shared history a little bit um we started out as artists in this business Mm -hmm. um and ultimately the commerce got a hold of us and we have had to make some choices that are for money and not for art but we used to do commercials together. We did. We did. Commercial films. Yes. Um, 30 seconds of 
honestly truth mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. as opposed to what we do now it's like you said the commerce will get a hold of you but got to put a roof over your head man exactly you start having a bunch of kids and the wife starts saying when are you gonna actually do something with right. with yourself you kind of just want to go like and pardon my french but you kind of want to just go bitch <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right, but mm-hmm. you can't say that anymore. Because the kids are around. Yes. There was a time when that was okay, yeah. but uh, the PC police are around, and exactly. you can't <laughs> just just say bitch uh, anymore. Man, I wish you could, man. Uh, if only we could still say bitch, like we all used to say and liked mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. And I, and I think that it is actually the point where the PC police have gone too far. Yes. Mm. Because that is a word that was useful and could mean a lot of things. One, because you knew, like, if you heard bitch and you were a bitch, you, your ears perked up and you knew exactly who we were talking about. Exactly. And now the fact that you can't say that, yeah. you can only say like, hey. Yeah. And then everyone turns. Everyone turns around. And everyone sometimes turns. not even the bitch. Yeah. No way to differentiate anymore. Yeah. Yes. And so it is, a, it's something that the PC police are trying to do is to make us all just one thing. Mm-hmm. And you know who else who tried to do that is 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 Hitler, Hitler did that. Hitler. Oh yeah, for sure. And so true. in a way the PC police are actually Hitler. Mm-hmm. Now And it's like now you can't even call <laughs> Hitler a bitch. No. Right. Because of these things. So it's like is Hitler good? You like Hitler? Yeah, all of a sudden everybody thinks Hitler's cool. Right. He's not a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know? Or some of the other things that we used to call him, some of the other words that mm-hmm. aren't that I won't say right now but mm-hmm. that I will say off air right. in mm-hmm. the shower by myself because I'm still my own man in one place <laughs> Lamorne talk about some of the passion commercial films that you what What are you most proud of sort of from your career um, let's see uh, there was a commercial that I did back in I believe uh, 2009 oh, um, yes the that golden was, age I mean what a are you year. You got to be kidding me! Mm. It was the year of the commercial film, and I, um, I think I believe it was right after I met you. Mm. Uh, I, I think it was a Las Vegas commercial uh, mm-hmm. that I did, which was which is great. It was an extended. It wasn't thirty seconds. It was about two minutes. Mm. It's a two minute commercial. Oh God! When they were experimenting with that, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and because it was such a passion project, I let them buy me out on it so I just I, I didn't it wasn't about the money for me so wow. it's, they aired it a lot yeah must not yes. have been yeah yeah. and I remember when you were you had just fallen in love with the Miller Lite Big Mouth bottles oh my goodness and, I, and you were t- talking to me. You said, these big mouth bottles are so great. I've got to let people know about them. And how did we let people know about things back then as we made commercial films? Made mm-hmm. commercial films. Um, this one was great. It was a lovely actress uh, that I worked mm-hmm. with named Trion. I mean, talk about a scene partner. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she gave. She listened. Sure. I gave. I listened. It was almost as if we were making love. But... Um, so, you know, the kids could see it and we could have them let them know about the big mouth bottle. Yes. Without promoting sex, you know. Um, and and listening is such a big part of making love. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It's a huge part of making love. Uh, you want to know uh, who's down there. Yes. Uh, you want to know who's inside you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you when, when some it's like a, what, what, what's it called when you uh, when you shout and then someone the roll call or what do you call it? When yes. you say an echo. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, exactly. It's an echo. Uh, whose is this? 
if you don't know, like if you don't hear whose is this, it's good to check in every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, in case it's somebody else, in case it's somebody different from who it was at the beginning, yeah. too, which happens a lot. Honestly, in that commercial community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it gets pretty wild, man. Mm-hmm. It's a little incestuous. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you remember some of your favorite quote? We all know them, but your favorite quotes from, your, from some of your films? One of them, um, let's see, I said to a girl, I said, hey. Yes. He, you know, and uh, hey is a big word. It's three letters. Depending mm-hmm. on how you spell it, but mm-hmm. it's 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 very universal. No matter who you're talking to, mm-hmm. hey, like you said earlier, everyone can turn around. But in this case, I was speaking to one woman and one woman in particular, mm-hmm. and she knew exactly who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And, and you fit so much into that. Yeah. Word. Yes. Yeah. And you still remember, however many years. I think that one was mid 2010. Yeah. But you still have the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you you're doing it today. Yeah. It was uh, for Chili's. Just for Chili's. I remember that one. Uh. Well, you, I, I know you want to get back into that side of your... I mean, group. we all do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a... This business can be um, overwhelming a bit, and sometimes you want to just take a step back and go back to what you love. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like that first love, that first girlfriend you had. Yes. That first wife you've ever had. Mm-hmm. That first mistress you've ever had. It's like, you want to go back to that. You can't... There's nothing like that first wife. Exactly. You know? No, the first and the first wife, I always say, is very special. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the idea of going back to my first wife commercials before I wound up having to do theater, Broadway theater, before mm-hmm. I wound up having to do films and before even TVs is is so important that I'm jealous of Lamorne because He's getting offers now. Yes. Left and, and right. And you sent us some scripts for mm-hmm. for, for some of the commercial films you've, you're looking at doing, and we thought mm-hmm. we would just perform some of them now mm-hmm. uh, and maybe workshop them a little bit. And, okay. Uh, and help pick out, because you want, to, you want it to be the right project when you go back. Right. Right, exactly. There's one. Uh, uh, do you guys have them here, or, should, I could, or you want me, I can just tell you. We have well, a, we walk because we have one or two of them. I mean, if you want to walk if us through, is there any one, yeah that you want to do specifically? Sure. Um, there's one. There's a. It's a futuristic Popeyes commercial. You know the woman that's in the Popeyes commercials now. She's. Yes. Uh, I mean, she's. Oh uh, she, no, I don't. You, I mean, but she, <laughs> now I'm not against. I'm not against you know um, broad commercial film acting, mm-hmm. but she it just takes the cake. I wow. mean, I think these commercials Tyler Perry directed, mm-hmm. and she's, I mean, as coonish as you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And because we're in the future, I think we want to step things up a little bit and not okay. be as coony right. with the futuristic Popeyes commercial. But this time we unleashed this motherfucker, and she, well, can I say motherfucker? Oh, yeah, yeah anything you want. Okay, uh, we unleash it. We unleash it. Now, uh-huh. this, imagine this old slave woman um, selling chicken, but she's in the future. Uh-huh. Where chickens are obsolete. Oh yeah. And okay. That, and chickens are hard to come by. Yes. Um, yeah. And chickens are have a mind of their own. And chickens are no longer chickens. <laughs> and uh, so what? Are, what are they? Chicken chickens are people. Yeah. So ah. what we've done with Popeyes mm-hmm. is reversed time. So 
as, as opposed to eating chickens and sounding like an old-timey slave, it's the future where we still sound like an old-timey slave, but chickens are people. Mm. So we are enslaving ourselves, but we also eat ourselves. We fry ourselves. So let's do the script for that commercial, Sean. I, you have the side for the old-timey slave woman. That's right. Yeah, I do. And and Lamorne, you, of course, have the script the, where you'll be the, playing the role of my master. Yes, yes. This is a, a role that I've been dying to play. Okay, and I would just play the, um, the backing track. Mm, great. Ooh! Yum! Mm, nom 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 yummy people! What you doing out there in that yard? You know damn well you supposed to be in that kitchen cooking. Whoops! Twelve years of Popeyes. <laughs> Twelve years of Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Now I think that would be a good, a good f- uh, first foot back into the biz. Uh-huh. But I don't want to rush judgment. Okay. So. You had sent us a script for another commercial that I, I thought sounded good, but I have a note, and it's you're on the new girl bus, mm-hmm. uh, you're riding the bus into the studio, and a bunch of Happy Endings fans are outside, mm-hmm. and they're screaming at you guys, and they're like, you're washed up, we don't like Mr. Schmidt, or um, or they miss Penny, and... Uh, and you're leaning against, and we zoom in on the headphones you have on and hear what you're hearing inside there. Um, and then, Hayes, if you want to play uh, what he's hearing. And why this song? Um, Nelly is what we like to call an innovator. Uh, from some of his old music yes. to some of his uh, more recent ones. Mm-hmm. It just resonates uh, for most people. Yeah. Um, when, when I was getting abused by Happy Endings fans, yes. mm-hmm. um, the old Friends fans, mm-hmm. the TV fans that would say to you, you're washed up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I just started. You know, that kind of abuse... It's something that only Nelly can uh, Nelly can speak to because I'm not sure if you noticed he he created the trend of the Band-Aid on the face. That's right, which symbolizes a bump and a bruise, which sim- which symbolizes a bump in the road, mm-hmm. which symbolizes you know. So this all makes sense symbols. to me. You're on a you're on a bumpy road. You mm-hmm. maybe even got a Band-Aid on your face. You're listening to that song. Mm-hmm. They're yelling stuff. You drown them out. You hear what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You hear the Nelly song, and then you take a big bite of a Cadbury cream egg, Mm -hmm. and then you look at the camera, and in the script you say, Easter's coming. Mm -hmm. To me, it seems like it should be a headphones commercial. Yeah. I mean, it should be. (laughs) Why why would you think otherwise? Well... Well, it's, 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 it's seeming like it's a, oh, it's seeming like the it's end a, feels like maybe a Cadbury cream egg commercial. No, because what what happens is with commercial films, what they uh, what they allow you to do is to speak to what's currently going on. Mm-hmm. That that Cadbury cream egg was really good, and Easter was coming. Okay, you know I'm not going to lie to the to the to the fans, you know, and act like that was not a good Cadbury cream egg. 
is good as hell, and Easter is coming. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, had it been Halloween, I might have looked at the camera and said, trick or treat, motherfucker. But I didn't, I didn't. And what kind of candy are you taking a bite of in that one? One of those little uh, soft marshmallowy ghosts. Okay. Oh, I love those. Peeps ghosts. Peeps, yeah. yeah. I was a uh, peep. Uh, peep. Mm-hmm. I was going to take a bite out of a peep, you know, um, <laughs> because that would have symbolized the fact that I can't hear a peep from yes. all the fans that hate me. Now, your policy, you sort of innovated using profanity mm-hmm. in commercials. Yes. Uh, and refusing to take it out and uh, ending up having to pay a lot of fines for... It's not about the money. S- for saying it's motherfucker. Not the, it's not about the money. It's not, yeah. It's not about the money for me. Honestly, it's about truth. Mm-hmm. It's about real life. Mm-hmm. It's about letting these kids know. Because at the end of the day, it's all about these kids. It's about mm-hmm. letting them know to express yourself. If you feel like there's a, a, a fuck in the tank, there's a shit in the tank, let it out, man. Because it can actually be really dangerous you if you keep it in. in the tank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now with the with the kids, you do a lot of charity work with kids. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that at all? Do you want to speak on that? I have a charity uh, that I'm running. Uh, it's kind of like the Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. but it's like it's just like the Boys Club. So we all Ooh. get together. You know what I mean? We like smoke weed, we drink. Awesome. Like, you know, we with little kids. Well, yeah, we like. Talk There's about nowhere for stuff. kids to do that now. Yeah. They don't have that. They could, some, some of them do it space. at home, and uh, you know, I, I commend those parents on allowing them to do it at home in mm-hmm. a nice space. But this is where we get together a large group of kids and let them know, hey, you trying to get high? Do it here, man. Do it under our supervision. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Yes. And you yeah. doing it, I was really impressed that you do it during school mm-hmm. uh, because schools are not safe these days. And They're getting not. those kids into the safe space instead of going to somewhere where they might get hurt exactly. is really admirable. Exactly. Um, a lot of school shootings going on. Mm. A lot of craziness, man. And Ooh. you're against Ooh. that. I'm against that. Mm-hmm. I'm against school shootings. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. We don't want to take a position on this show. The stuff that Lamorne says, mm-hmm. like his position on that, that's your, you know, just because oh. we have this whole network going. And if right. we say, like, you know, we don't want to say we're for or against school shootings. Okay. It is. I'll stand up right now. It's a controversy right now. We know. Oh, I would imagine. But I'll stand up right now on your show and tell you mm-hmm. I'm against school shootings. I don't care. I don't care who has anything to say about it. I don't care. And we mm-hmm. won't have anything to say about it because mm-hmm. we're neither against nor for school shootings. Mm-hmm. Right. We there are a lot of, a lot of good arguments. that they happen, mm-hmm. and we want to hear both sides of it a lot before of good we make arguments our decision. On right. both sides. Right. Well, I'm biased. Should we dig into the popcorn gallery? Yes, let's get in there. It's, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I think we had one more commercial thing where you've actually gotten a very lucrative offer to be... The Domino's Pizza Tracker. Right. Yeah. Yes. I guess the way that's supposed to work is people call you mm-hmm. and you sort of let them know what's going on with their pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's right now bring you inside that Domino's Pizza commercial. <laughs> okay. Beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, bop, boop. Bring. Bring. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Lamorne? Yeah, it's me. What's up? 
Hey, I ordered my pizza, uh, I don't know, like 15 minutes ago. You did, you did, you did. Hold on for a second. Let me look. Hold on for a second. What'd you get on your pizza? What'd you get? What'd you get on your pizza? You got pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni. Yeah, and green peppers. And the green peppers. Yes, all the flavors that we like. So it's, uh, <clears throat> my boy on his way to your house right now. You still live at the same place? Yeah, same place I lived when I called. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. He, on, he, he should be there soon. Yo, dope. You ain't got no dogs, nothing like that. So he can just come right on and like, knock on the door. And he cool. I have, I do have a dog and he can knock on the door. Okay, cool, cool. All right, well, hey, call me back if anything, man. <clears throat> should be a text, though. Don't call me. I'm sleeping. Uh, okay, all right. Have a good sleep, Lamorne. <laughs> Thanks, man. To me, that's the winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how much uh, did you end up uh, taking home for that spot? Oh, for that, that spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I owed them about... Uh, oh. 1,400 1,400 1,400 pizzas I I owed them 1,400 pizzas For that one Let's dig into the popcorn gallery This is a segment where We have uh, some fans of ours Who are uh, Fans of yours Who are listeners to our show And they have questions For you Mm -hmm. They've submitted them to us It's like the peanut gallery but at movies, one of the most popular foods that they sell is popcorn. Mm-hmm. And so we've named this segment the Popcorn Gallery. It's sort of a play Instead on of the that. peanut gallery. People don't eat peanuts at the movies as much as they eat popcorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, eat al- I eat more almonds at the movies. Okay, so... Is that the segment? So is it the almond gallery this week? Maybe. Chocolate-covered almonds. From the arc light. Fuck the arc light. They made me miss a movie once, and I'm so mad. I'm sorry. Speak on that. What happened at the ArcLight? Let me tell you, man. I went to the ArcLight, and I, f- I think I was trying to watch. It's one of those like, is what name some like inspirational black movies that have come out recently? The Help. No, nope, I didn't see that one. Mm. Uh, was it The Butler? No, the it was Butler. The Butler. Yeah. No, I f- it might have been the. Bu- no, it was something later. Anyway, I was trying to go see this movie, and and I get there and Avatar. Avatar? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, and I couldn't wait in line for a very long time, and the machines were broken, and I was like, okay, I got 10 minutes. One guy goes, come over here, come over here. And I go, okay, great, I want to see this movie. He goes, oh, man, it's, a, it's starting in six minutes. Oh, five minutes, I can't let you in. I'm like, it's starting in five minutes. I can get to my seat in five minutes. And I'm, and I'm with my girl at the time, and they would not let me in. I move over to another guy. The movie, it's about a minute away, and the guy goes... Ah oh, man, I would have, yeah, I would have let you in, you know, if you'd been here five minutes, say maybe, but now it's like one minute. And I'm like, well, that guy right there just told me it was five minutes, and he couldn't let me in. He was mm-hmm. like, uh, everyone's different, you know. I'm like, so oh, so he just used his own discretion and just felt like I don't want to let him in because I feel like as a moviegoer, if you walked in, you would disturb my beginning of the of the mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. That pissed me off. And was that the end of that relationship? Yeah, I haven't been back to that theater since. Mm-hmm. And why'd you make that up? That's true. Okay. That's 100% true. It just seems true. a little far-fetched, but... That's 100% true. So I go to the AMC. AMC Theaters, located at the Grove, located at... The, uh. <laughs> they don't know. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast live in, like, states like Wyoming. They got and, AMC Theaters <sighs> over there. No, they nah, just go... Nah. They watch movies standing outside of Sears. Ah, uh, yes. They play yes. him on yeah, the... Yeah, they see the movies about two years later, and they watch mm-hmm. him on a bunch of screens with no volume, 
and they stand in the TV section of a Sears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all over Wyoming and some of the other shitty states where people listen to this. But it's fun for them to get a oh. window into a place where you can actually go to a movie theater. Buy a ticket and see Buy a, a ticket, buy popcorn or possibly almonds and get into it. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry about that. For all those who are out in Wyoming, there's this movie coming out called iRobot. Y'all should check it out. It's going to be hot. William Smith. Anyway. Well, let's uh, let's reach into the chocolate-covered almond bag. Um. Uh, this is a question from our listener, Greggy. Greggy asks, Mr. Morris, do you make a lot of money? <laughs> is he serious? Let me tell you how I woke up today. It's <laughs> a Brazilian girl on my right. It's a Puerto Rican girl on my left. That's how I woke up. Wow. And they ain't cheap. <laughs> They're the most expensive. Yeah, they those are. are the two most expensive kinds, kinds of, of girls. girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brazilian and Puerto Rican, man. Because you don't just feed them, you got to feed their families, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very big families, culturally. Yeah, culturally. It's like, having, it's like giving a dowry just for sex. Like, I don't want to marry you. I just want you to leave. Yeah, give somebody a goat. Well, that's a good answer to that question. <laughs> Here's a question from Show Show Bro. Lamorne, best band ever, Eagles or Tom Petty? Coldplay. Next. Here's a question from Chanson. Actually, you know, I take that back. Eagles. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the right answer? Yes. Okay, cool. And, I'll, and I would take it one step further and actually say Tom Petty. Oh. <laughs> That's also right. Then I would, I would take it another step further and go, who are those guys? Never That's what them. makes them so good. Yeah. You know? It's the kind of thing where if you know a band's name, they're not doing it right. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to know who they are. Exactly. Because then it's not about the music. It's about the name about of the their band. name or something. Exactly. Or something people, you, people focus on that too much. Yes. What does it mean? What does a death cap mean for cutie? That's kind of scary. I, like, I won't listen to them because, like, such a scary idea, death cab. Well, it's terrifying. When I listen to music to escape, and I listen to music to center, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to it to feel scared like, as if I'm looking at a Frankenstein or something I don't like want that. a song to send shivers down my spine. You yeah. know what I mean? You speak on that? Shivers, a song by Coldplay. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You want to sing it? Um, Do you shiver? I mean, you have it in your computer. You can probably tell me if I'm on key or not. But, mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't do music anymore. That's what I, iTunes shows me. It says that uh, you're on key. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Here's a question from Chanson. Lamorne, since you're in Hollywood, who is your favorite Jewish person? I have a question for Chanson. Is that your real name? I think that is actually his real name. Oh, okay. And I think it's on his license plate. <laughs> on his license plate, mm-hmm. so that makes it legit. Yeah. All right, Chanson. Uh, who's my favorite Jewish person? Jewish person in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't say in Hollywood. Oh, in, in in general? I guess it can also be from history. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, there's a guy named Jeremy. Man. Mm. Jeremy. Jeremy can get you anything. You mean you got a problem? You got a headache? Like you got like this like a bump on your. And mm-hmm. you don't want to like go to the hospital and you want a guy like come over and check it out. Mm-hmm. Jeremy know a guy that come over and check it out. And it goes through your insurance too, so it's good. Last thing you want is when you get a bump on your 
to go to the hospital, and TMC is there next mm-hmm. morning. Guess who's got a bump on his? Lamorne <laughs> does exactly. You don't want that. You don't want you don't want those kind of problems. So you call Jeremy, and Jeremy be like, "Man, look, I I can take care of you myself if you want me to, or I know a guy." Mm-hmm. You know, and he can, he can go right through your insurance, and it goes through your insurance. It mm-hmm. sounds like Jeremy knows a doctor. Yeah. Yep. The Chanton's follow up question is: Why don't you like all of them? I know another guy. I know another guy, Benny. Oh, yeah. Benny's a real asshole. Now, yeah, he is Jewish, right? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Benny don't know nobody. So you got a problem, you can't go to Benny because you're like, Benny, man, I'm like, I broke up with my girl and, you know, my head hurts and, you know, I'm sick. I got this bump on my... (laughs) Benny's like... (laughs) Benny just goes, you want to go get pizza? (laughs) I hate Benny. Benny don't pay for nothing. Benny's cheap. That's not a that's not a play on you know the whole Jewish stereotype. That's just right. Benny's broke. But him eating pizza is sort of a play on like how Jewish guys are always, always eating, pizza. eating pizza. That's sort of always a stereotypical eating thing. The cheese yeah. Yeah. and the and the pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Very Jewish. Very Jewish. A double stuffed crust. Lamorne, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Do you have uh, anything you'd like to plug? Um, I'm about to do a 1400 city tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to promote my new book. Wow. Um, my new book is called How to Be in a Successfully Failed Relationship. Mm. Oh. It's, I've uh, gotten a chance to, to, to read it. It's very long, yeah. but it couldn't really be any shorter. It couldn't, you know, because it chronicles every type of woman that I've dated mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> That's a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and all types, and, and why they uh, most of them were whores, mm-hmm. and uh, and how to be in that relationship when it's com- clearly failed, and how to get out of that relationship. Mm-hmm. How do it's the art of self sabotage mm. that teaches you. Now, as a follow up, we did give most of your phone number out on our Jake Johnson episode. Mm-hmm. Um, has that caused any problems for you? Um, a lot of well. Well, part of my book, part of my book in the art of self-sabotage, a lot of it had a lot to do with outside circumstances. One of those circumstances being the fact that you guys gave out part of my phone number. So I had all kinds of people calling me at uh, strange hours, you know what I mean, which really Mm -hmm. upset my girl. Mm -hmm. She left me, you know, to somebody with a less uh, known phone number. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, it caused problems in that. I, go, I can't go down the street without somebody going, hey, what's up, 310? And I'm like, damn, man, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is hard. I'm not known as, you know, for who I want to be known as, uh, commercial artiste. I'm more known as, that's the, that's the 310 dude, mm-hmm. you know? It sucks that everybody knows your area code and the last four digits of your number. Well, we're, we're sorry that Jack Johnson did that to you. Yeah. Jack is a real asshole. We had to run it. Because it's just good for the show. It's better for the show. As journalists, as responsible journalists, it was yeah. important. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't really cut it out. That would, yeah. be, that would be dishonest, and I know you wouldn't like that. No, I would. You know what I mean? Because again, you guys are centered in truth, and I know. Yes. And I know Sean from a place of, of truth. truth. Yes. You know what I mean? And our mm-hmm. yes, the Iron Man Iron LG Man. phone commercial. That's right. I mean, which, I, in my opinion, was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen. Sure. His 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 acting was so believable because what you stop it. What happens in the commercial if you haven't seen it is that Iron Man is behind him. We were there. 
he wasn't really behind him you know that's why they didn't yeah. use cutaways to the other actors because they knew we weren't believable and we weren't grounded in truth Sean was grounded in truth and that was my first listen my, my first uh, uh, lesson on being grounded in truth you guys I'm getting embarrassed you're getting hard dude <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. Talk to us on our forums. Please buy the pro version of our podcast. Uh, Skizzolo bought the pro version last week. Uh, and as, as part of his bonus, he gets uh, medical advice from Lamorne Morris for Skizzolo. Honestly, bro, like alcohol gets rid of everything. You mm-hmm. got a problem? Dip it in alcohol. She ain't smelling right? Dip her in alcohol. You know, a lot of times people focus so much of their attention on prevention. Yes. I'm not about prevention. I'm about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh, should have done that. Ask for forgiveness, not for prevention. Yeah, exactly. So if you got a problem, man, just rub some rubbing alcohol on it. You don't got that at home. You know, a little, little vodka might do the trick. A little whiskey, perhaps. Bye. Bye. Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.